The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Joria Bono. I'm a primary teacher on the South Coast, founder of Tiny Voice Talks, and recently published author of Tiny Voices Talk. And I'm Caitlin Bracken. I'm a year one teacher in Buckinghamshire. I was a speaker on Toria's podcast a little while ago, and I'm one of the contributors to her book as well. And today we are exploring what science we can teach with a beautiful Hindu myth on the nature of grief. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for grief awareness, which should help you find the story of Yami and Yama. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator as of November 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, gorgeously and sensitively illustrated by Heather Zeta-Rose, which should be with you in time for National Grief Awareness Week. Don't worry if you miss that though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you're also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every week. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Caitlin, Toria, Yami and Yama. And let's start at the lower end of the school this time with ages four to seven. Where was the science connection that you found in this story, Caitlin? Well, I think there were lots of opportunities to talk about life cycles, Mm. which do come up across Key Stage 1, gently introducing the concept that creatures are born, they grow up, they grow old and they die. And it links really nicely to looking at humans as well, because Yama and Yami are described as aging really gradually throughout that long first day. Mm. So looking at the animals first, there's their different life cycles, lots of different animals come up in the story, like you've mentioned how many come up in the illustrations of the story in the paper version. And children really, really like learning about animals because a lot of children will be really quickly able to tell you what their favorite animal is and equally Mm -hmm. be able to tell you very quickly if they don't like a certain animal. So it it gives you kind of opportunities to to go with what the children are interested in whilst still following that sort of prescribed topic. And then in learning about humans, you know, children can compare what they're like now to when they were younger. I did a really nice activity with my class a little while ago. They looked at themselves and themselves as a baby, but then they also looked at their parents and their parents as children or babies and making those kind of Mm. longer ranging comparisons. And even, you know, really young children are able to say, well, this is the same and this is different. And that Mm. skill, it's a science skill, but it also ties into various different areas of the curriculum as well. So it's a really useful useful skill to develop. So comparisons of both the the creatures and and the life cycles, I guess. Yeah, I guess how they change over time. 
and you've got some of those built into the story as well with the um there is a word for it isn't it creatures that come out during the day and creatures that come out during the night um nocturnal and diurnal creatures diurnal that's that's the one i always forget nocturnal is easy (laughs) diurnal's not so easy but yes uh, you you can look at those sorts of comparisons Mm -hmm. and you've got animals in there from all over the world like the kiwi yes you can tie that into areas of geography as well how different animals survive in different places yeah fantastic oh very rich resource then how would you go about it then so once you've brought out the connection of, of life cycles is there anything that you would get your children to create you know when you're doing life cycles there's lots of opportunities for bigger pieces of work than just what goes in a book that kind mm. of collaboration children drawing the different stages and potentially working together to do that rather than doing it on their own so they have something that they could teach the class about a different animal's life cycle potentially so whether splitting the class into groups and having each group have an animal from somewhere different so that Mm. everybody has something kind of unique to share and people aren't just presenting like the same information over and over again you know children could get quite into that and quite excited by the concept of being sort of the expert and being able to teach their their peers about what they've learned absolutely yeah well thank you very much for that and i don't know how it is for the rest of the world but i'm pretty sure here in the uk that animals and humans are pretty much a science topic that goes all the way up through the primary age range into seven to eleven am i right toria absolutely it's interesting because i went with classification i think classification this story lends itself wonderfully actually the Hmm. story lends itself really nicely to lots of different aspects of science but i thought what would be really interesting was looking initially at classification because the story itself classifies animals into those that are what what was the word? Diurnal. Diurnal. That was it. I wrote it down. Did I get it right? (laughs) Diurnal. Those are nocturnal and those that are diurnal and actually really beginning to unpick those and looking at that simple classification and then how the children can develop the classification further. I love, absolutely love classification of animals but I also think then it lends itself as well to the habitats that Caitlin touched on and looking at different parts of the world. I just think it's it lends itself wonderfully. And I know Helen's not here, but I do feel her geography, you know, <laughs> let's have a map at this point is screaming. Helen loves a map. And I do feel that she would be bringing the maps out now and drawing animals onto the map. But classification was, was initially, that's what I thought. But then <laughs> if we look at science for upper key stage two, it's very, very much about the earth the solar system and using the idea of the earth rotation to explain day and night and the apparent Mm. movement of the sun across the sky and i thought wow this is amazing because this story lends itself wonderfully to actually unpicking all of that of course yeah because it's very much just from when when they say right well sun you hide down there and moon you come up (laughs) and actually that then creates the night but it's not quite as simplistic as that because actually when the sun goes down there it's then light on another part of the world and Mm. actually at that point my brain instantly pings into other things so when the sun was up there what shape did they was the world Mm. because actually if the sun was up there then part of the world would have been in dark the entire time and yes yeah that would have been night all the time that my brain sort of went off on a tangent (laughs) as it always does it just lends itself wonderfully 
relatively well and I think looking at the planets, looking at the earth, looking at the rotation, looking at how we are day, how we are night and then lending itself again, going back to habitats, looking at the equator where the sun actually is focused more on parts of the planet and it's hotter and then you've got the colder parts which animals live on near the equator, which animals live in the Antarctic. I think it all depends on what you want to do but potentially this story lends itself to all sorts of topics in science. My ones that I would be picking really for lower key stage two, it would be classification and looking at living things and grouping them in a variety of ways. And upper key stage two would be absolutely about the solar system and the sun, the moon and all of that. That's fantastic. That links really neatly into the Herbert's War story that we were talking about just a a couple of weeks ago for science, because um, I think it was Nicola who picked up then that while a soldier was lying in the middle of no man's land, one of the ways he'd get a sense of direction is by looking up at the stars and one of the ways you can work out certainly at the the early part of the night which direction is west is by looking at the moon because Mm. the light on the moon will always be pointing towards where the sun is and the sun will have just set in the west and then um, as you're waking up in the morning the moon will be pointing in the east assuming that it's not a new moon of course so that you know sort of using the night sky to help give you a sense Mm. of direction and all of that works because of the rotation of the earth and the rotation of of the moon and things like that so yeah throughout the month of november you've got two beautiful stories for covering that those topics which is fantastic that's all we have time for in this episode folks and indeed this week if you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover you can find us on social media using at teach happily or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy knowledge-rich learning in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. We'll be back next week so Yami and Yama can help us plan lessons in religious education, modern foreign languages, design and technology, art, history and physical education. But right now it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon. soon.